This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know, the Chinese have a range of themes for their years. Let's hope that Mansfield isn't one of deja vu, as yet again Graham Coughlin's men play really well at one end, but can't defend set plays at the other, ultimately meaning it was a birthday to forget for yours truly, and a long journey home to boot, as the Stags lost 3-1 at Plymouth. One new face was added to the ranks, with the Stags boss hinting more could be added before the window closes. But whilst that remains a mystery, one thing is clear. The Stags need to start improving, as four of the next five games sees the lads take on the teams around them in what's fast becoming a relegation battle. Tonight we discuss the next five huge battles, plus we reflect on the seesaw of positive Cochrane progress versus the old defending errors. We head inside the dressing room to hear from Nicky Maynard and the Stags boss himself, Graham Cochran. I think the game plan worked well for us. Um, we knew that they were very good on the ball and they would like to, to keep the ball passing and moving and we had a a mid-block if you like and it was down to the strikers whether it was me, CJ or Rosie to set set the press and once he pressed or I pressed we all pressed and we caught them off guard a few times and I think we're on the right track obviously looks not on our side at times with obviously the penalty we're upbeat and we go into Saturday's game remaining confident and hopeful that we'll get the three points I'm a big believer in you train as you play play as you train um, it, it all goes hand in hand hand in the glove as they say. So uh, yeah, you uh, you have to put in the hours Monday to Friday um, on the training ground in training sessions. You have to have that desire, that hunger in your training sessions as well. You can't expect just to turn up on a Saturday and switch it on and off. Um, and that's what we're trying to obviously that winning mentality, we're trying to change the mentality, the thought process as well, uh, which is not easy. But um, look, we'll get there. We will get there. As always, we'll have your comments and questions in the live feed. Can Mansfield turn their fortunes around? Can we find an actual 11 as the injuries rack up? And what exactly will this squad do? Because it's getting very, very simple now. Sink or swim. Graham Coughlin has been making the boys have three training sessions a day. Let's hope one of them is in the swimming pool as they really do need to swim now and avoid the rough tide of Skybet League 2 as Mansfield Town slip closer and closer and closer to the place we don't want to be. Crude is a favour in midweek, otherwise it could have been a lot worse heading into tonight's podcast with myself, Craig Priest, and a face you've not seen for a couple of days, or a couple of weeks okay. even, uh, <laughs> can tell it's live already. Uh, Mr Nathan Edge is back in place of Cam Felton, who's not here with us this week. He'll be back at another time next week. As always, have your say on your team. What are your thoughts on the last couple of weeks? We've got four massive games in the next five uh, against teams around us in the league. Can the Stags turn things around and get back 
uh, on to a better ground or will will be in even more trouble come the end of February. Let's uh, start, Nathan, by uh, reflecting on uh, 2020 as a whole. It's the first time we've seen you this year, isn't it? It is indeed. So yeah. happy new year. Thank you. Happy new year to you <laughs> as well. Very weird saying that on the 23rd of yeah. January. Very <laughs> um, weeks later. Fantastic. Um, it's I think it's one of those things, isn't it, where um, you know you've been away. You always when you go away at this time of year, you always say it brings us a little bit of luck. What happened? Mm. Well, I don't really know. I think my holiday got off to the worst start possible, and I think that probably set the tone for the whole scenario really I, I always say it whenever whenever I've been away in previous years we always do well always even against the odds but for some reason this time it, it, it was quite the opposite whilst I was uh, sat on a cancelled plane for 24 hours later getting on the next one I'm, I thought I was in luck I thought oh, I'm going to get to listen to the commentary but uh, this was the Grimsby match this is how far we're going back uh, and uh, I definitely wasn't lucky I think I got more bad luck I think I'd rather had a uh, you know, been on the flight and missing it to be fair before what happened. But um yeah, that that theory's gone out the window, so it must be a new decade thing. Yeah. Uh the last three games of course, three back to back defeats since you've been uh, away. Lost one 0 at home to Grimsby against ten men, played against ten men for the majority of the game uh, as well. Four three defeat at home to Forest Green, that was probably the most disappointing of the defeats so far having got back in the game at three three. Uh, and then Plymouth on Saturday a three one defeat there. Um, not a very happy birthday for me on that one very very no. disappointed uh, as always have your say in the comments let us know uh, what you think uh, about the last three games or so the stats aren't looking good uh, at the moment I think it's something like two wins in something like 12, 13, 14 games which mm. is uh, very very concerning uh, indeed it's I don't quite know where to start to be honest Nathan, because yet again you listen to the Plymouth game uh, you listen to mm. Uh, a bit of the Grimsby game and no doubt you'd have kept your eye on the uh, uh, the Forest Green game as well. Since Copland's managed to get onto the training ground and have a bit more time working with the players, things have steadily started to improve. But it's that age-old thing of not being able to defend properly, not being able to defend set pieces. Is there a feeling deep down that it's... It, that when it happens, it'll come good, or do you just fear going into every single game now? I mean, it's a bit worrying. I mean, you look—you just read out the the stats there of how many we've sort of won in how many games, and that is relegation form. That's what's scary, you know. And we we have dropped. Well, we've always been down there in the table, really, but we we're still dropping, and the gaps we, getting tighter. Yeah, as well. that's it. I mean, the you, you look at it, and you sometimes for, for a couple of weeks have been thinking, you know, oh, well, at least only one goes down this season. And at one point we were sort of, uh, I think it was seven points clear or eight points clear. And you think, you know, that's a decent gap. But actually, we've failed to win in three games, which is a long time. And, and now a couple of those teams below us are starting to pick up some points. So although at one point looks a big gap, it's so you can easily get sucked into it. And it's sort of um, even more so important in the next few weeks. We've said about the, the, the type of games coming up. But aside from the results, I mean... He could probably argue the results were probably better under John Dempster. Uh, we, you know, we did. You know, I think the win percentage probably was better, wasn't it? I mean, without looking, I can't. I don't know for sure, but um, you could look at that. But there are signs in the performances that uh, are improving. You know, the, the first half against Forest Green, we we probably played the best we've played for for quite some time. Um, took two two very good goals. Probably should have been three or four nil up actually. Uh, was that when CJ at the post as well? Um, you know, we got some great chances in that game and we should have been out of sight but you could say that for quite a lot of games Port, uh, Plymouth we got a good few chances didn't take them Absolutely. and all of a sudden the one thorn in our side has been the defence the defence that last year we, was the best defence in the league and now all of a sudden it's getting on one of the worst and it, that for me has got to be addressed big time it's very interesting that you mentioned about the win percentage and things like that. Had it not been for that win uh, against Cambridge on New Year's Day, Graham Cochran would have suffered a worse start uh, to life as Stags Boss than David Flickcroft did, mm. uh, which is very interesting uh, indeed. But as you say, I think under John Dempster you could tell that the, the work that they were doing on the training ground wasn't really getting them anywhere. It was the same old, same old. Um, it was just a, stuck in sort of a, a stale loop of negativity whereas 
under Graham Coughlin, you can sort of see the things there. Nicky Maynard speaks about it a lot in his uh, interview about the high press and the, the pressness of a front three. Uh, I'm disappointed Cam's not with us this week because uh, uh, last week on the podcast we were talking about uh, a potential role for Danny Rose in, in, in terms of dropping him a little bit deeper and playing him in midfield. He played just behind the front two with Maynard and CJ as the mm. front two uh, on Saturday and he really, really thrived uh, in that role in terms of pressing and winning the ball back and feeding balls through and that really helped with chance creation and, and, and that high high line of press. And It's very, very frustrating to see the positives mount up and mount up in terms of chance creation and you always feel if we can get that goal early, that will lift us and it will give us something to fight for. But when mm. it doesn't come, inevitably they get a set piece, whoever we're playing, and score from it because we can't defend. And as soon as they score, or as soon as they have that half chance which lifts them, we drop like a lead balloon. And, you know, Bradford, they're an alright team. They're obviously up there and competing. But I felt when we played them at their place... We could have beat them. It was just silly mistakes which cost us. Yeah. I'll be looking for us to beat them on Saturday. And then the four games after that, playing teams all around us, uh, you know, teams where we definitely need to be picking up three points against. You likes of Oldham, Carlisle, Morecambe and Leighton Orient in such a uh, short uh, space of time. You cannot be making those mistakes against those teams because if you do, those mistakes will punish us more than just losing a game of football. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's already worrying the form that we're in, but... The one thing I keep thinking is that, all right, out of the last three games, I mean, losing to Grimsby was awful, shocking. That should not have happened. However, before the matches, between before Forest Green, before Plymouth, you'd probably expect to lose. You know, Forest Green yeah. are a very good side. Even though we're at home, we know how bad our home form is, so you probably would have expected a loss. A bit disappointing the way it ended up happening, because we probably deserved more out of it, and that's probably what was most disappointing out of it. And then Plymouth away, I mean, we very rarely ever get anything. Was it 1970 or something like that yeah. one there? So, you know, it's it, that not many play, not many teams are going to go to Plymouth uh, and, and, and come back with three points. So, again, you can take that one on the chin a little bit. But if, when we come up against... And, and I'd probably add Bradford to that. I'm not expecting a win. I hope, I'm hoping for more than what we've had in the last few games. A draw would be great. If we can get a win, obviously brilliant. But the games after that... You are looking at it now at this point, of, even this point of season, saying they are sort of must wins because lose them and you are right. And we're already right in it, but you're even more deeper in it. And then you start and the pressure starts piling because then you're starting to try and catch them, and it gets harder and harder and harder. So it's it's going to be so challenging. And we just like I said, the positives are there. We're making chances now, which are good. We're not putting them away now, which is obviously the problem as much, but. The defence for me is a, the number one issue. Uh, absolutely, we'll come more onto that uh, very, very soon indeed. Get your comments uh, in. Um, Gary says both boxers. We've had numerous chances to put teams under pressure. Apart from Forest Green, we haven't put our chances away early doors. Plymouth easily wasted three very good chances. Midfield is missing, hence the worst defence, no protection. Hmm. Uh, and Pedro asks: Is Cochrane bringing uh, the best, uh, bringing out the best, or exposing the problems in the team? Uh, that goes hand in hand for me to be honest because um, I think like Gary said in the comment there there is no midfield yeah. there is absolutely no <clears throat> midfield and that's made worse by the you know the injuries which are, are racking up and racking up we desperately need midfield players but even when we've had them we don't play with a midfield uh, which is why you know the protection is not there in trying to press high and, and play good football and exploit teams and, and play well we are getting caught and it's, it's that fine balancing act. It's that like flip of the coin. Is it going to land on heads and we're going to score? Is it, or is it going to land on tails and we're going to ultimately concede? It's that... Graham Coughlin says it pretty much every other word. Confidence, confidence, confidence. When we, don't, when we miss a chance, our confidence drops. We miss another chance. We see one saved. We see one cleared off the line. Confidence drops and drops again. And by the time... You know, it's almost very easy for other teams to do. They'll they'll sit back, let us come on to them for twenty, thirty minutes. They'll go down the other end once we've missed chances and once it's not happening. Once we're arguing with ourselves and getting a little bit nitty and a little bit gritty, then they'll just go and stick one on the back of the net and mm. then more, that's it. Done. That's it. Job done. Game over. Because yeah. we ain't getting back in it. Mm. To be honest, we only got the goal at Plymouth f- through pure luck. Pure luck. 
that ball went that that went a shot from Andy Cook. That was a bit of a, a hit and hope. Try and love the keeper. Keeper nearly saved it. Just unlucky. One yeah. of them things. Yeah. There, there's no skill in that. There's no application in our in our front line. When it doesn't happen, it just drops. Yeah. Poor. I think that's the issue. You know, it's. I mean, I mean, they, they should take some confidence out of the fact we are creating chances now, and that that's a positive. You know, when when you're down at the bottom of the table, sometimes. Yeah, there, there there are teams that will go in matches and probably only create a couple of chances, and then that's when you know you you really really are struggling. At least we are seeing signs of improvements with creating chances. It's it's more, I guess, a personal issue where you are missing the chances. So you know, you like of, of Maynard, for example, who, who we know, you know, can has the ability to hit the back of the net, but was it was it uh, Saturday when he had probably a good three very 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 simple chances that you know just didn't come off for him so that's where it's going to really you know challenge him but you, they've got to keep doing that they've got to stick with with working they, I think if we tightened up our defence and I, and, I, and I mean defence as in not just the the four or five as a unit defenders, as in the unit yeah. the whole team defence defending then it's not as bad because you you can miss chances, but if you keep creating, eventually one's going to go in. You know, it's, you're going to start getting more, and, and it's when you keep creating, miss them, and then get hit on the sucker punch when someone else, you know, when they go down the other end, first chance goal. That's what does it because that's like you said a minute ago. That that's what just kills you off, and that's where the confidence and everything is just drained away from you. It's a very tough situation a very delicate situation at the moment Bradford will know that it will be a game plan and teams like Oldham on Tuesday night and things like that you know they will thrive on that it's a quick turnaround that game and without mounting injuries that's also an issue you know we're what a week away from the transfer window slamming shut we've had one new signing uh, so far who was brought in prior to the, the Plymouth game mm. Harry Charlesley after being released from Everton Good, young, attacking, hungry midfielder, yeah. um, which I'm sure we'll see more of him. We saw a glimpse of him at Plymouth. But the area we desperately need to strengthen at the moment is um, that back line. I know we've been rumoured with a couple of players uh, today. Uh, Joe Riley from Plymouth is one of them. Uh, the Macclesfield captain, uh, another one as well. Two de- defenders, two solid defenders. But those deals need to be, do- need to be done because... Graham Copeland has said numerous times in his interview, Nate, that you know, if we don't get deals done, we'll go with what we've got. That statement worries me massively <laughs> because what we've got is not good enough. I mean, that's it. If we go with what we've got, I think all we can hope for is that there's going to be one team out there that's worse than us. Yeah. Because at the moment, we're not going anywhere. Um, we're certainly not going much higher up the table really with the way we're playing and the way things are I mean obviously form can change and you know uh, for us a couple of wins could make such a difference It'd at least give you a bit of breathing space but aside from that I can't see us putting more anything more than a couple of wins together every now and then you just can't see it in this current 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 team you, you know it's just we're so out of sorts it's unimaginable not impossible but it's unimaginable at the moment so yeah, I think that's it. If it is worrying if that if this is what we're going to be going with for the rest of the season, we best strap ourselves in because it's going to be a very interesting ride and a very worrying one at that. Absolutely. What we need is some lifeboats. What we've got is a dinghy with a hole in it. Um, or what we need is a pilot and what we've got is a plane sat on a runway. Sorry, mate, is that a bit raw? Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, well, let uh, Nathan uh, <laughs> have a little cry uh, about that. Time now to head inside the dressing room for the first time this evening. Let's hear... From the Stags boss, Graham Cochran, who's been uh, speaking to I Follow Stags this week. The boys are not training once a day. They're not even training twice a day. They're training thrice. I'm a big believer in you train as you play, play as you train. Um, it, it all goes hand in hand, hand in a glove, as they say. So, uh, yeah, you uh, you have to put in the hours, Monday to Friday, um, on the training ground, in training sessions. You have to have that desire, that hunger in your training sessions as well. You can't expect just to turn up on a Saturday and switch it on and off. Um, and that's what we're trying to obviously that winning mentality trying to change the mentality the thought process as well 
uh, which is not easy. But um, look, we'll get there. We will get there. They've bought into it really, really well. To be fair, they're looking better. They're lasting longer in games, and their mileage, uh, well, kilometres, I think they call it nowadays, and uh, they're, they're going through the roof. To be quite honest with you, um, we we, uh, we we've worked hard, and I have to say they they've, they've worked hard. They bought into everything we've asked them. They bought into everything we've uh, we've put on for them. And uh, it's apart from results. Look, it's been enjoyable. It's been enjoyable apart from results. But the be all and the end all of me, um, the lads will tell you that I'm a bad loser, and uh, I like winning games of football, and that's what I'm employed for. And um, nobody's happy when we're not winning. But this will turn. This will turn. Um, I, I've been in the game a long time. This 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 will definitely turn in our favour. And uh, you might see then uh, you you might see our uh, our true value and our true worth. But uh, it will definitely turn in our favour. I've, I've every confidence in the, in, in the lads and in the management and in the, in, in the, uh, the process we put put in place. And when it turns, um, we'll uh, we'll get on a good little run. Stags boss Graham Coughlin speaking to I follow Stags early this week. Watch that in full by mm-hmm. heading across to MansfieldTown.net forward slash I follow. Lots of great content on there for you to see, including a very good interview as well. Good uh, video on there uh, about coming soon about Mansfield Town Football and the community who are celebrating their 30th year uh, this year with a bucket collection on Saturday at home to Bradford City. So if you see any football and the community staff out and about with a bucket, make sure you put some money in the bag. You know, the sort of money which looks uh, a little bit like uh, this, if you don't mind, the sort of paper kind, that'd be great. Thank you very much. <laughs> All joking aside, uh, any donations greatly appreciated. Uh, you spoke there about training, Nathan. Did uh, Graham Coughlin? Um, that's my phone gone. Uh, you spoke there about Graham, uh, training, did uh, Graham Coughlin? Three sessions a week. He's asking a lot from the boys, but it's needed. Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, um, he's, he's not shied away in blaming John Dempster in a lot of ways, has he? Really? Very easy for managers to do that as well. Yeah, isn't it? It, it, the old, it yeah. certainly is, but. I think he's probably got a point. You know, a lot of it's something that we've a lot of people have said throughout the season. You, we didn't look as fit as we have done previously. So, um, you know, it's easy to sit there and you know stand there and, and blame the previous management, but it probably has got a bit of truth to it as well. So, um, you know, in in, in football, there's, there's things you can do. There's, there's, there's controlling factors and the things that are out of your control. And at least we're working hard to fix those things that you can control so the you know your fitness and your work ethic and the time on the training ground you have control of how much work you put into that the thing that we can't control is the mentality well you can control mentality to a certain extent but you know the confidence aspect we can't control that but if you do the first bits right and start working hard on the training ground getting your fitness up that should improve us on the pitch should hopefully lead to better performances and better results which therefore should improve the confidence. So, uh, you know, it sounds a bit extreme, three three sessions a, a, a day, but I think it has to be done. And and he's going to learn about a lot about the players as well. He's going to learn about the ones that are really committed and the ones that aren't aren't asked. Yeah, to put it the right way. And um, absolutely, could have put it better myself. Yeah, and that's what needs to be done. I think some of the players have been guilty this year of sort of. You know, when times are rough, not standing up and being counted. So, you know, I think he's doing right. You know, if, if that's the way they want to be, especially when we're in the situation we're in now, then then we need to show them where the door is and we need to act and, and replace them. Or or the, the alternative is give them a kick on the backside and make them realise what... You know, you know make, make change their mentality a little bit and force them uh, into, you know, into putting their effort in and playing for the shirt application and attitude go a long long way in football and I honestly genuinely think that um, it's, it's one of those situations where there's clearly something wrong within that dressing room but we're having to go with what we've got very interesting uh, the statement about Christian Pierce and Jacob Mellis mm. both told before the Forest Green game they could look to find new clubs but the door was half open for them if you know they put the work in, the attitude and the desire to, to get back into the plans. PS then played against and captained, uh, it has to be said, against Plymouth um, as we went to a, a back three change formation for the first time when the Cochran went with a, a 3 4 1 2. Um, it was like being back on a flick crop no. for 40 <laughs> minutes um, and, and things like that. Um, 
but that must send conflicting messages if you've been one minute you've been told you know you're no longer required um you're not your work's not up to scratch and the next minute you're back in you're the captain you're the leader what message does that send to the, to the rest of the boys um i think the bit that's surprising in there the fact that he was captain you know he could have come back into the team because we needed him or you know if we're struggling in that position then you sort of understand him being pulled back into the team and saying look I need you to do a job uh, regardless of what's been said before but to then make him captain that that surprised me but the only thing is we just don't know the reasons why he was said he's, you know it, it was said before that they're okay to leave was it and correct me if I've missed an interview here yeah, so I might be wrong so I'll, I'll, fill, I'll fill the gaps <laughs> in on, um, so uh, Coughlin came out last week and, and said uh, that Pierce had been unlucky because he was injured when he first came in uh, obviously Sweeney was playing and then the first thing that Coughlin wanted to do was in any dressing room you look to the captain as to why things aren't going wrong and Coughlin says he was perhaps a little bit heavy handed a little bit um, harsh towards Pierce in terms of putting all the blame solely on him but I agree with the whole thing of you know he was brought back in and made captain again and it there were certain moments where when things weren't going wrong there was a lot of arguments and a lot of tempers lost between themselves and it, it was um I don't know there's something very strange about the situation fair play if Pierce Cochrane said, you know, Pierce had worked hard and got back into his mm. his thoughts, which is fine. And, you know, you commend him for doing that because that's the response you want from your captain when you've been told you're no longer required. That's the response you want from all of your players. But the scale of the extremes is, yeah. to is well, totally different. Well, certainly now, because what do you do now? Like, he can't... It's either now, if he decides to take it off him again, you'd think that's it. You know, surely you're not going to... Take him off. Take take the captaincy off him again. Kick him out of the team again, and then bring him back in because then that it was it, once is extreme, but doing it twice. Yeah. We so now it's like you know we either sticking with him as, as captain for the rest of the season, well, or for a, you know the, at least the, the near future for now. Yeah. Or he's on his way. You know what? I mean, per, we don't know what's per, going on. Personally, I, I rate Pierce as a as a player and as a captain. I think uh, yeah, as a player and a defender, we're certainly better when he plays there's a bit more composure uh, within there and mm. um, put it this way if it, if it was a one-on-one -on -one between a, a defense between an attacker and either Pierce or Preston I'd have no worries <laughs> about giving a penalty away if it was Pierce <laughs> um, up my arms out as a penalty come on Matt it's easy isn't it um, <laughs> let's be honest um, I think the, the thing is what perhaps we needed to do or we need to do is say to Pierce or what Cochrane needs to do is say to Pierce look you've been the captain for a long long time things haven't gone quite well this season we've obviously something's obviously happened I've wanted you to get hold of the dressing room I'm still going to keep you as club captain um, and give you that responsibility because you've had it the lads respond to you and things like that but I'm going to give that responsibility and make it joint with somebody else mm. a Sweeney a a McDonald, a Bishop character, somebody, just somebody else, basically, to just have a fresh input, a fresh voice, yeah. a fresh, just a fresh start, because everything just seems like the the squad has stayed the same and, and gone that way downhill. Um, but managers have come in to try and try and pick it up. We're just going around in an endless, endless yeah. negative circle. Something has to change to make this wheel spin another way. In some ways, he sort of needs to go and maybe and say to Pierce, look, you know, like, like you said, I'm, I'm keeping you as captain because you, you are, the, you know, you have been the captain for a long time, but... You've got to perform. Some, uh, yeah, and, and put a bit of pressure, I don't know if pressure's the right word, but put, make it also his task to, to make changes within this team, you know, maybe try and get them together and... Galvanise them. Get, Oh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wrestling's not been here for three weeks. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, th that's what I think he needs to do. He needs to try and get not not just yeah. It's, it shouldn't just be on uh, Cochran to to get the squad together and get them. I know it's his job as well, but also 
make that the captain's job. He's got to do something different. The manager can only do so much from the sideline. You need players to step up on the pitch, and that's exactly where you look. And that's what a captain is. That's what a captain should be doing. They should be leading. So um, I think we need to, you know, hope. Hopefully, we'll we'll see sort of a bit more from 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 uh, from Christian Pierce and take that leadership. And like I say, if he can throw someone in there just to as a as a second captain and a or vice captain to put pressure on him to put pressure on the others yeah I, you know something just needs to change I think that's the bottom line I think that's what we need to know Some something needs to be different so if that would be the answer to make that work then I think it should be done absolutely more comments coming in uh, from you guys uh, Roger's been in touch he says that talking about the Plymouth game can't understand why Preston pushed that man I would not play him next game Pierce and Pete, uh, Sweeney to start uh, Richard says I think that Coughlin needed to say what he said R.E. Pierce and Mellis the only thing is he could have said it about <coughs> the majority of the team this season he's not wrong no. at all is he no <laughs> absolutely not wrong there's a lot of players in, in there uh, let's talk uh, players as we move our attentions uh, towards Saturday's game at home to Bradford City and um, it's going to be very interesting to see if we can actually raise an 11 at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think who we've actually got out injured. I know so let's try, let's try and work through it. Danny Rose and Hayden White both went off injured uh, on Saturday. Hayden White's been struggling for a long time, as it's been revealed that Danny Rose has uh, as well. Yeah. Um, both, it will depend on how much they've trained this week and how many of those sessions uh, they've got through. Uh, Kellen Gordon still out. Yep. Uh, obviously missing. Uh, Mellis not involved. Probably won't see Mellis. Um, McDonald's rumored to be carrying a bit of a knock. Um, Tomlinson. Tomlinson has been struggling. Uh, there's a lot of players in there who were uh, struggling for fitness and for and you know to to get into the side yeah. as a whole. And you know it, it's very interesting to see who fits into to what system this is why where it becomes really difficult because it for me you, you i'd be looking at some of the players as well and think you know i might get shot down for this might not but the likes of preston i mean for me i think he needs dropping i think absolutely. he's been awful i don't, I don't think anyone's going to shoot you down for that <laughs> i think he's been absolutely somebody awful. might put their right. arm out and you'll give away a penalty that'd be preston <laughs> i'm a bit bitter about that because it ruined my day uh, ruined your birthday yeah um yeah uh, so for me I'd, I'd i'd be looking to drop him but the problem is is can we? Have we got anybody to come in for him? That's the issue, isn't it? It's I think that spreads across the whole yeah. squad at the moment because when you're in a bad run of form, if you've got a fit squad of players, it's very easy to 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 galvanise it and to end the toxicity and solidify things a little bit because you've got other players you can pick from. You've, you've got players who are, are fit, ready, knocking on the door, ready for a game. But genuinely, at the minute, those players, the majority of them, probably 85, 90% of them, know they're going to get a game no matter what because there is absolutely nobody who's going to come in and steal their shirt off them. Yeah, well, let me say that. There's midfield players, Khan, who's still not getting a game, which is... Uh, I'll tell you one man who's never going to get a game. I don't, I, I'm not even going to go out go there. Scored as well for the reserves. And, 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 again, again <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to go there because it's a waste of my breath, but... There are certain players that you think should certainly get a chance, but um, might as well talk to a brick wall about that, and I because uh, it's not going to get anywhere. But um, no, when you when you seriously when you look at it, when you look at the players that you you possibly look at changing, there's there's no options, and so we we it's where do you go with that? Do you gamble? Because all right, we we've had um, a couple of reserve games now we've got a couple of players in there I'm going to mention his name because it has to be talked about you've got Amara Sterling James eager to play football eager to try and get in we don't know why he's never getting in under about 70,000 different managers the only thing I can assume is not eager it must be something on the training ground or his attitude that doesn't get him in I've no idea but I can't think of any other reason why he's not getting a game it has to be Uh, Otis Calm um, you know, in and out of, of form, but still can make a difference. Is this, it, it, I disagree with that. In out of form, I, the only reason he's out of form is because he's not, not on played. the pitch. Yeah, like, true. He, every time he's been on the pitch, he's probably had one bad game. But this is League Two. Um, you know, he's not going to have every single game be on it. But 
he's certainly shown a lot more promise than than a lot of the other midfield players have had. Absolutely, and you know you've got you've got those two, and even up front, you know we're looking for a bit for a, for some goals. We're looking for a bit of experience and a, a, a calmer head. We're looking for a bit of a leader, Craig Davis, right? Hear me out. I know people will say he's cropped and been cropped for, for God knows how long. He's played a couple of reserve games now and got minutes in the tank, right? Mm. If we're playing the likes of Hayden White and Danny Rose, who yeah, are coming off after, and Willem Tomlinson as well to add into that mix, who are coming off after 30, 40, 50 minutes, why why don't we do the same, same with Davis and Gamble? Yeah. You've got, you've got a X amount of boxes ticked there. You've got an experienced striker. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a hold-up man who, um, you know... Uh, can hold the ball up and bring others into play and get us moving in the final third. Mm. You've got a, a leader, somebody who can take the captaincy and grab the team by the balls and, you know, drag us forward. You've got a player who's desperate to play and prove his worth. Every single comment we can make about Craig Davis and a case for a start would be a positive yeah. one. It's something got different it. as well, isn't yeah. it? It's, you, you're gambling with those players anyway that are already carrying the injury, so why not gamble with something different that may change it you know why why carry on with something that's not working which is also a gamble but then uh, rather than gamble with something that could be different it makes no sense to me like i'm i'm 100 with you do something different use use those players that that are there even though they might not be fully fit but they've come out and said the ones on the pitch aren't fully fit so what's the difference <laughs> exactly absolutely uh, more comments uh, coming in Richard says I think we could go 4-3-3 on Saturday uh, Robert says let's get some of the young players in again great great shout they're playing in the reserves um, you know again young and eager to prove uh, points uh, it's, another, it's an argument I have quite often about having the homegrown players including the squad mm. use them or lose them that's how players drop through the system and you know the academy gets a bad name uh, Roger says the defence needs a new player centre half stop conceding goals attack wise I think we are still good enough we just need to click uh, and Richard's also named the team he would play uh, on Saturday if he was the manager he go- he's gone with Lesnick, Clark, Pierce, Sweeney, Benning Smith, Tomlinson, Ifit McDonald, Khan, Hamilton and Maynard missing Rose there from, from that side for me but uh, it's not a bad, not a bad shout is it <laughs> But it's probably because he's injured, yeah. Uh, not a bad shout e- either way. It's I wouldn't like to be Graham Coughlin trying to pick player, trying to pick players at the minute because it, it genuinely does seem about the like it could genuinely be the first eleven who walk into the dressing room. Yeah, Amari's outside waiting already. Still won't get a game. Still, yeah. <laughs> Somehow would still be, be glued to the forest because they can't walk in there. The way, the way it is. Um, no, I think that's kind of how it is. It's sort of probably looking at the squad, thinking about who's fit and. Probably who does he trust? I guess that's probably what a lot of it trust. comes down to. That's a key word, isn't it? Yeah. At the moment, because again, he's, he's walked into a dressing room broken and and had to shake things up. And let's be fair, some players won't like the method he's taking. Some players will not be happy of having to train three times a day mm. and do a full shift. You know, nine to five. God help him. And it's, 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 that's why I'm quite disappointed nobody's actually left. And that's a weird sentence to say, but. I think we need some outgoings because I just I don't know some a message to the rest. Yeah, I think someone needs to go um, and maybe give us a bit more flexibility to maybe bring in a couple of new faces. I know that's all we you know we know there are rumours out there at the moment, and um, I'm desperately hoping that well in a way I hope they're true. I mean one of them is is, is cropped and I think it's a gamble, but. That's Joe um, Riley, Crockton, the gamble, isn't it? Yeah, the defender, we've, yeah, we've been there in the past with Murphy and Xander Diamond. Yeah, um, you know the players that haven't worked out, but I guess it's one of those right now. Desperate times calls calls for desperate measures. And we said just before January, it might, might have even been the uh, New Year special. I, I remember still available there. on our website mcfcmatters.co.uk. Looking back on the past decade, well done. Um, <laughs> you know, I think at some point we, we mentioned about. What we're going to do in the in the transfer market, and we you know we said that January is one of those where you're not going to get the ideal targets. You're going to get players that are either out of favourite clubs or they've got injuries and other problems. So it's kind of if uh, the rumours are true about um, Joe Riley, uh, it's one of them where it could work out, which would be great, but it's a gamble because you, there's not many other options out there at this this point of the season in, in January transfer window. 
Do you think there's a bit of hesitance uh, within there somewhere, not necessarily from the management team, but from the club as a whole, considering the deals we did last January and how badly wrong it went? Possibly, um, but I don't think we can afford to be hesitant. It's kind of the opposite way around. We should have been hesitant then because things were going well uh, and we gambled to, to make it better. Where, whereas now things aren't going well and I think we need to gamble because we need to make it better. There's, you know, we probably... I mean, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? And we probably would have been okay last year with just a couple of additions. Uh, you know, we probably didn't need as many as many changes as we got. This year, mm-hmm. we, it's not a matter of wanting it. I think we need it and that's the big difference. Yeah, absolutely. And the interesting thing for me is as well is, you know, we're talking about bringing people in here. We've got the availability this year it's not something I, I, I like doing and I was dead against it uh, last year for, for that specific purpose of loan players when they're on loan sometimes don't care about the club they're on loan to because they know they've got futures elsewhere but if we're hesitant to um, buy or hesitant to bring in because of where we are on the table or you know the uncertainty of our, our future at the moment because of the, the standings of where we are utilize that loan market because you can have five in your match day squad which we used quite often last year because we were talking last year about you know having to buy Sweeney and, and yeah. you know, alleviate that that problem I think you can have eight in terms of the season it's whole I might be wrong uh, but we've obviously got no loan players at the minute because Dapo waste of a loan signing after line and that's no that's not a blot on him it was just a waste of a loan signing. Um, never played, didn't, didn't really need him. Mm. Um, and he's gone back to West Ham. Connor Shaughnessy, obviously, recalled by uh, Leeds now at Burton. Massive loss. Yeah. But we've got those slots available, so let's go and use them. Let's utilise our contacts. Let's get them in. Let's fill this squad. And, you know, if it comes to the, the crunch of those loan players are doing the job for us, then we've got the option to buy in, in August, in, yeah. in the summer. The only, the only concern for me with with loan signings is that they usually tend to be young players and yeah it's easier going into a happy dressing room than than the dressing room we've got at the moment and especially as a young player um it's going to be very challenging for them to come into this environment but you just it's one of them then where you hope that their ability if we can find a, a gem out there which again i think that's difficult to find in january um, but if we could find one, then you just hope the ability would be enough what we need to to stabilise a little bit. But I, I, it's, it's such a hard time of the year to, to do business. But I just think now, as I sort of mentioned, I, I, I don't think we've got any choice. I think we need to uh, just get us stabilised and then... Just get us, just get us to to May. Get the season Drag done. Drag us through. Get it done. Get, yeah, get us safe, and then Graham Cochran can do what he needs to do with his squad because I think it needs. And I, I don't normally like wholesale changes, but I think it needs it now. It's it's one of them where it's I think it's damaged beyond repair to to a certain extent. Yes, so. yeah, everything. There's a reason why there are best before dates on food. And I think the same sometimes goes for footballers and squads. Mm. There's only a certain uh, shelf life before things start to go a bit stale and things start to come unstuck. Uh, let's head into that dressing room now. Let's uh, hear uh, from the man who was unlucky not to uh, add a goal to his tally on Saturday at Plymouth. Let's hear from one of the more experienced men within the dressing room as well. It's Nicky Maynard. Obviously disappointing with the result, um, but we could have put the game to bed within the first half an hour, which is our, our own fault for not being ruthless enough in in their half, um, and then more or less one chance that they've had, um, they've scored, and then that's changed the way the game's going to plan out. Um, I think the strikers can be a bit hard on themselves to um, missing chances, but I think first and foremost we've, we've got to make sure we keep hitting the target, which we are doing. The keeper's made a couple of good saves. Should have had a penalty. Um, but we, we need to just keep upbeat, keep remain positive, keep getting ourselves in, in them situations, in them positions, and sooner or later we'll be 
scoring three or four rather than missing three or four chances. I think if you start drowning on your sorrows, it's, things are only going to get worse. Um, the only thing is that we, the only thing we can do is um, look back at uh, the chances that we've had, try to recreate them chances if you like, put yourself on the training pitch to um, practice what you might have done differently or um, what you could have done differently and work on that and then next game hopefully it comes more natural to you and um, we put the ball in the back of the net. The two chances that, that I had personally, you're running through on goal and you know you're going to get a shot off but it's what type of shot you're going to have, you're going to take it around the keeper, you're going to slot it, you're going to dink it. I tried to dink it in the first instance because I thought he would have going to guess which um, either side but obviously he's, he's spread himself well and he's knocked out for a corner and then the second one which was obviously cleared off the line my first instinct was just to hit the target because I knew I'd beat the keeper but then looking back should I have lifted it a bit it's alright in hindsight saying you should have done this should have done that obviously the truth of the matter is we never scored well I never scored sorry and um, it's just down to me to put it right next chance I get I think the game plan worked well for us um, we knew that they were very good on the ball and they would like to, to keep the ball passing and moving and we had a, a mid-block, if you like, um, <clears throat> and it was down to the strikers, whether it was me, CJ or Rosie, to set set the press. And once he pressed or I pressed, we all pressed. Um, we caught them off guard a few times and um, they had a little bit of a high line. Um, and the ball in behind for, for CJ worked a couple of times. But uh, I think we're on the right track. Obviously, looks not on our side at times with obviously the penalty. We're upbeat and we go into Saturday's game remaining confident and hopeful that we'll get the three points. Nicky Maynard speaking to I Follow Stags. Watch that in full by heading over to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I. Nathan! Right. Oh, oh, sorry, okay, thank you. You're all right. Yeah, sorry about that. Are you okay? Just getting a couple of minutes, yeah. That was tough. <laughs> uh, somebody please galvanise us. Oh. He's not doing very well. Nice nice. Get, in, get in position. There get, we go. get the bell in position. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, I don't know what to say now. I'm, I'm genuinely. I mean, that's, that's we, a lot, we joke, it? but it was a very, very, very flat well, interview, just, wasn't it? Just his character, and that's. Do you think? Him, like, I, I think it's probably. I mean, I'm not just down to Nicky Maynard. I think no, it probably reflects not. the mood in the dressing room. Really, it's probably not a very happy place to be in I'd probably presume yeah I think it's it's almost like you know when you've got like deadlines looming at work and things like that and a million and one things to do and you're just not wading through them and you're just not getting there and people keep coming on and keep criticising and putting pressure on and pressure and you're not on reaching on. targets yeah and... it just all becomes too much and it all becomes a lot to uh, a lot to character a lot to carry uh, a real test of your character but yeah Seriously, some it, it must be very difficult to come out and go, yeah, we were dead unlucky on Saturday, but you know, the lads are really up for it, we can't wait for Saturday to come round. It's just like, yeah, we've got 12 more training sessions to go in the next two hours. Rugby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was that comment. Come on, boys, come on. I don't, I don't know what we... Oh, it's, it's, it's tough. Get CJ it's on the interviews and keep it as that. At least it'll be at least it'll be over quicker. Yeah, exactly. Over over done and dusted in it, you know, like lightning. Absolutely. Fast as lightning, <laughs> it's frightening. Who is it? <laughs> I don't know, CJ Hamilton? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, right, moving on. Uh, let's uh, talk about the next five games. Five monumental, huge, huge games. Bradford at home on Saturday, Oldham away midweek on Tuesday night. Followed by a, uh, a home game against Carlisle a week on Saturday. Then Morecambe, then Leighton Orient. All games, uh, those uh, the latter four, against teams all around us in the table. The pressure has ramped up tenfold once again. Bradford game, not so much because they're up, up there at the top end of the table. And, mm. you know, I think the expectation of where we are at the minute, it's difficult for us perhaps to get a result. But those other four games, four games against teams around us, the boys are going to have to really, really dig in because if they come out of those four games with anything less than I'm going to say seven points out of those four games, probably maybe even nine points actually, we're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, we say the Bradford game 
doesn't matter as much but that really depends on the other results you know we could lose and it's not so bad if all the other team if, if the other ones below us lose but if they win crikey we're going to be we'd have been sweating if Macclesfield had uh, had a nudge past crew wouldn't we on, yeah. on Tuesday night yeah um, so like I say that's going to be so dependent on the, the other results so depending on what they do dictates how bad our result will be if that makes sense obviously if we do our job and do get come away with a win then you've got the extra bonus there if they don't succeed the other teams don't succeed you've got some breathing space which then lifts us a little bit it doesn't make the next games not as important because they still are they're six pointers but at least it gives us a bit of breathing space but it could be so do it, it, it'll be very interesting what the league table looks like after Saturday Yeah. but then them games yeah nine points I mean I'd I'd be ecstatic with nine points and that's probably a crazy thing to say because I say anything less could be very bad but nine points I think that would kind of be very good as well that would really give us some some breathing space for the rest of the, for the remainder of the season um, but oh, it's so hard to predict where, where we're going to go it's a tough situation at the minute because as bad as we are defending my arm's at penalty um, we are at the other end we are on the cusp of one goal goes in a landslide is going to happen and somebody will be on on the end of an absolute thrashing yeah. it's very finely balanced but we need things to start going in our favours these injuries what's causing these injuries what has caused these in, caused these injuries is it because we're training more because we've trained less when under previous regimes is it you know uh, facilities is it um, players not looking after themselves is it a less of a, a care approach? Is it different pitches? Is it conditions? What's affecting it and, and how can it change? Because we need, if we had a fully fit squad, I'd be much more confident going into these games, which are going to come thick and fast, because you've, you've got to look at that as well, knowing you know, it's, we, we're Saturday, Tuesday this week, then it's, 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 Saturday, it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, 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 Tuesday. Mm. The, the games are coming thick and fast, and we've got some travelling to do in there as well. More can... It is no easy travel. Late in Orient on a Tuesday night, even worse. No, awful. Uh, especially what they did to us on a Tuesday night. Correct. Well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, another big, this big ask on the players, and it'll kind of go one of two ways. It'll either be a good focus for the players, you know, something to group. If you, you know, sort of group those matches together and set yourself a, a decent target and. You know, galvanise yourself to really um, aim to get X amount of points out of those games. You know what I mean? You, it's a big focus. You could focus it, put it into focus, couldn't you? Um, or it's uh, the opposite, where it becomes a chore to to get through such big games in. I mean, it's not a short space of time, really, is it? But um, I think it's just the magnitude of the games because of the position that we're in. So it's going to be quite mentally testing probably more so than physically and that's what they've got to got to deal with especially when we've got sort of a pretty weak squad in numbers at the moment absolutely Paul's been in touch and says let's not kid ourselves here guys we are in a relegation battle if Stevenage start playing well as they did last Saturday and the teams just below us win their games in hand then we are in deep fudge alley I'd like to be in fudge alley I like fudge Especially vanilla fudge, that's nice. <laughs> but I don't know where you're going. You was using fudge as a word, uh, as an alternate word for, yeah. for the other stuff, the horrible brown stuff. Get ready with the bell. Uh, Roger says the defence needs galvanising. So there you go. Uh, talking of uh, getting the players G'd up and trying to motivate them, uh, that job lies with the manager in Graham Cochran. Let's hear from him again. We heard from him uh, earlier. Uh, this evening as he spoke about the treble training sessions let's hear that uh, from him uh, once again as he reflects on uh, the last couple of games or so uh, where things haven't gone quite right uh, two wins in the last 13 games three back-to-back defeats let's find out Graham Cochran's view on uh, the Stags poor poor run of form well like I said after the game Saturday we could sit here and do the, the pre-recorded interview to be quite honest because I thought we were excellent on Saturday I thought our game plan was brilliant 
um, and we executed it apart from obviously the, the in the first half apart from the free kick but I seem to remember us conceding the free kick uh, last week as well after executing a game plan for, for, for 50 minutes excellently well as well so they're the small margins that are going against us um, but uh, we're really hopeful that, um, that 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 lady look will shine upon us at some stage because we certainly deserve a, a break of the ball. We deserve a little bit of luck the way we've been playing, the way we've been working. And uh, there's very little you can do other than keep working, keep your head down, keep a smile on your face, keep confidence confidence high. Very little you can do when lady look turns her back on you, to be quite honest with you, because uh, you do need uh, a degree of luck to be uh, to be successful in this game. At this moment in time, the performances have been excellent. The performances uh, have, have been really, really pleasing. The only things that are not going in their favour is clean sheets and the results. And look at their paramount to any football club. We, we obviously want to work on the clean sheets. We're obviously, offensively, we're very strong. We work uh, a lot on transition because, uh, as anybody will tell you, you can give uh, the, the turnover in, in, in any League Two game is probably 485 to 495 turnovers on average per uh, per game. So that transition that we, we work on in training is, is, is bearing fruit, is very, very uh, successful, has been successful for us because the amount of chances we're creating per game, it, it must be in double figures, to be quite honest. Um, we just need to find that conviction, find that killer instinct in front of the goal, and we need to find that uh, that that um, continuity, that consistency um, in front of our own goal. As always, the basics of any football game is both boxes. Um, one end of the pitch, you got to keep it out; the other end, you got to put it in, and that's that's it in a nutshell, really. But um, what, what happens between boxes, yes, it has been lovely, it has been pretty, it has been nice on the eye, it's been really pleasing. We are creating, we are getting opportunities for our strikers, but um, it's just that confidence and that continuity of hitting the back of the net, and that's, again, something we'll be working on. That's the Stags boss, Graham Coughlin, speaking to I Follow Stags. Uh, watch that in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Some excellent content uh, on their big task in hand as Bradford City come to the One Horse Stadium on Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Get yourself down uh, to that one if you can. Uh, time now to turn our attentions to the uh, pound prediction game. Uh, Nathan, what have you got? Have you got English pound sterling or are you uh, on Rand? Uh, I've got pound with me, but I've just. Uh, the reason I'm laughing is before we came on air. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to do it. He asked me, he hey, said, uh, hey, you. what currency is South Africa? Is it, is it, is it Euro? Look. What continent? I'm not well-travelled. Like, <laughs> anything outside the UK, it's, it's, it's not happening, all right? You don't say. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it did, did tickle me. So, uh, yeah, I can, I can confirm with you, uh, Craig, it's... that... Yes, I do have pounds, and also, no, South Africa is not in Europe. Well, you'll need three this week. I need three, you do You'll need three, because you owe one from... Uh, from uh, when you were away, you didn't get a prediction in time for the Forest for the uh, Plymouth game, so you owe one from. Uh, Did I not send one via message? No, it, it didn't. It didn't come through. Did it not? Did it not? Come I mean, through? it was wrong anyway. No, well, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, no he's got a ten pound note. I mean, he's going to want I'm change. Gonna, now I'm going to pay in advance. You pay in advance. You can put it down on the paperwork correctly. Jeez, right. So that's seven. That's seven games in advance in it. So. I've got to work this out, right? Talk about, would you like to plug anything whilst I do the work, working out or anything? Or I actually do, to be fair. Wish I mean, anybody a happy birthday for last week, which you might have missed, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I forgot that, didn't I? I, mean, <sighs> I sense a bit of uh, anger in that comment. Especially with my best friend and all that. <laughs> so, I wish that I'm fine about it. It's fine. Get over it. Um, you've had plenty of birthdays now, old man, so it's all good. Uh, no, all I was saying that, if anybody is interested in uh, getting involved with uh, a charity event we have coming up soon. Can you do your math quietly, please? Yeah, um, it's fine. fine. <laughs> we are planning for the crew match. Well, my, 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 my dad's planning for the crew match, a uh, charity walk for Prostate Cancer uh, UK. So it's going to be, um, before the match, uh, it's going to be a 90 minutes plus added time walk. And it's going to be from four different locations around Mansfield, northeast, south and west. Obviously, the way is the, the, from... Pretty much straight lines from where the positions of the stands are, are, are faced. So a, a walk will be starting from Woodhouse, Plesley, Kirkby and Ashfield and 
whatever the other side is, I sort of forgot at the moment. Uh, and you say I'm bad with locations, yeah? Look, I'm, I'm, I've, I've had a busy week, right? Um, it's definitely in, the, in Europe, though, and definitely in England. So we're going to be doing that. It's going to be £10 entry per person for sponsorship. Obviously, all going to uh, Prostate Cancer UK. Um, there should be a press release uh, in the next sort of week or so on the Mansfield Town net website so do keep your eyes out for that and uh, and come and join us it should be a good day uh obviously with with great people doing a walk to the match and most importantly raising a lot of money for a great charity no there you go that's that well plugged i will take that now i've worked out i've worked out that you would next need a pound uh in the podcast before the swindon game this right. takes you all the way <laughs> up to that uh, by the way one of these uh chris 10 pound note if you're out and about at the stadium on saturday and you see mansfield town football and community staff if you've got to spare one of these drop it in one of our buckets if not any bit of change will do nicely we're doing a bucket collection for our 30th anniversary uh this year in 2020 30 years of working across the community bringing stags fans uh, and creating stags fans uh, from decades past so please do support us in any way shape or form which you can Nathan's £10 is in uh, the pot will he be winning that back though at the end of the season this is the pound prediction game where every single week me, Nathan and Cam try and predict the exact result um, of uh, the outcome of the game going to be honest the feature's not gone quite as well as what we thought it might uh, because we've only had four correct guesses this, this <laughs> season three of them uh, and Nathan, so Nathan's way out in front. He's winning 3-1 at the moment. I, uh, Nathan's got three. I've got one. Cam, yet to score. So as soon as you've put a tenner in, Nathan, let's have your predictions. Should I make you predict all the way up? No, oh, that's harsh. I, I mean, just... I'm going to have to change if that's the case. But uh, It's not, but four, that, four, would four, 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 six, that would be uh, hilarious. That would be hilarious <laughs> if I made you do that. Uh, go on then. Uh, let's have start off with the Bradford game, please. Um... I am very sorry, but I'm going to have to go for a defeat. Um, I'd already written loss before you even yeah. started speaking, to <laughs> I'm be honest. A realistic guy. Last one is 3 1 up, folks. Yeah, it is. I'm going to have to go for. You know what? I'm starting to change my mind a bit, but I know I'm going to stick with it now. Lose by two goals to one. 2 1 defeat. Cam has gone for a 2 1 win. Um, I'm going to put my first pound in. Um, into the pound prediction pot there it goes uh, and I am going to be also side with Cam uh, and I'm going to go for a win I'm going to go for the for exactly what Graham Copland's called for in his full interview a scrappy ugly 1-0 win clean sheet victory 3 points bosh done sorted right Oldham midweek Tuesday night 5 minutes to get in um, you can watch it on iFollow for the same price as well Name me your score. At least it's not a Sky Sports this time, that's all I can say. Um, all of them away, I'm going to... Fancy as I think. 1-0 win. Okay, Nathan's gone for a 1-0 win. I can tell you that Cam's also uh, given his prediction for that one. He's gone for a 3-1 win. I am going to also go with a 3-1 win. I'm going to go with uh, Cam's result as well. In goes uh, my pound. Mounting up that pound prediction. Yes, Who's going to win that at the end of the season? Nathan uh, is <laughs> in the lead at the moment, but it could all change by the time we're here next week. That is pretty much it for this week's podcast. Thanks as always for your comments, for your shares, for your likes, and all of that in between. Make sure you check out our website, mtfcmatters.co.uk, uh, in the week for blogs and all the things like that, and catch up with previous podcasts, including many former players as well. Keep your eye on that website as well because fingers crossed. As the season draws to a close later on in the year, we'll have some more new episodes for you on there as well. That would be fantastic indeed. For now, though, get yourselves to the One Call Stadium if you can on Saturday. As I mentioned earlier, uh, please do uh, support Mansfield Town Football and the community's bucket collection um, if you can. Uh, really do appreciate that. And um, and obviously when Nathan's event is as well, uh, please do support that as always. And join us next Thursday at 6.30 on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. It does. Whether we're at the top, whether we're fighting it out of the bottom, we're going to stick it through all the way through. We could have some new faces by the time you're next with us. Let's hope that we have got new faces and can we be a little bit greedy as well and have six points on board to boot who knows what might happen as uh, I've been saying football it's a funny old game see you next time
I'm a big believer in you train as you play, play as you train. Um, it, it all goes hand in hand, hand in the glove, as they say. So, uh, yeah, you uh, you have to put in the hours, Monday to Friday, um, on the training ground, in training sessions. You have to have that desire, that hunger in your training sessions as well. You can't expect just to turn up on a Saturday and switch it on and off. Um, and that's what we're trying to, obviously, that winning mentality, trying to change the mentality, the thought process as well, uh, which is not easy. But, um, look, we'll get there, we will get there. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.